We want to welcome all of you that are watching. Welcome all of you here. If you're here for the very first time, well, thank you so much for being here. We're a church that just loves Jesus with all of our heart. We want to reach and touch the lives as many people as we can, as many people as we can get into here and just expand as big as we can. We want to do that. And we want to build everybody up. We want people to know who they are in Christ. We want people to know what they have. And we want them to stand strong. And we want you to finish. You know, our goal is we want, we want to see you finish, finish strong, amen? I want to see you finish, amen? And then we want to honor God with everything that we do. That's why our, you know, mission statement is reach, build, and honor. That's what we're desiring to do. That's what we want to do. We want to reach the lost. How do you want to build up the body of Christ? And we want to honor God in everything that we do, amen? And if you are here for the first time and you've uh, never got connected with us, we have a connect card right there in the seat pockets in front of you. If you're brave enough to fill that out, let us know how you heard about us and, and all of that there. You know, uh, you know, I grew up in church, and so going to new churches was always an exciting time. You never knew what you were going to expect to get to do. And, uh, uh, you know, I thought, hey, it's all good. Of course, you know, after I you know, got into ministry and stuff, it was always people coming. And I knew it was always a challenge to come and check things out, but we're so glad you're here. And if you are, we would love to get connected with you. We'd love to pray with you. Also, those cards are our prayer request cards. So if you want to pray things, write those things out. Let us know, because we totally believe in prayer. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And now we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings and worship God. And if you do fill out those cards, drop them into the offering bucket as they go by. That would be a tremendous blessing. All of you watching online, you guys know how to give. And all of you here, there's envelopes right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you know how to give online, all that. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, just sowing and giving. And we're believing. We're still believing. You know, we're still working. It takes time to do all the things we need to do, uh, as far especially for the roof. You know, we we're going to do the new roof. Now we have to look at all of the metal that all of our air conditioning units are in. And so they're getting somebody coming this week to see if we need to get all new of those. So that's, you know, it just, it just costs money. It just keeps going up and up and up. That's okay. God's got plenty of it. And we're thanking God for that. He's going to continue to do it. So hallelujah. We're, we're rejoicing over that. So, uh, you know, but thank you for, for believing in Harvest Bible Church. Amen. That's our goal. And one of the things, too, I am still believing for our sign. You would not believe the obstacles on trying to get a sign uh, done. Uh, it's just amazing to me. You know, uh, we've run into a lot of different things. Our sign is okay for 70 or 80 mile an hour winds, but I guess the new laws, they've got to be 130 mile an hour winds. And I don't know if we've ever had 130 mile an hour. I don't know if we've ever, I guess if we get a tornado here, I guess we could get that. I'm pretty sure the hurricane would die down by the time it got here, so... But anyways, we're in a wonderful state that has a lot of laws, okay? So, we're working on it. You know, I'm almost, I'm almost thinking we should just do things and get forgiveness later, but can't do that. We, gotta do, <laughs> can't, we can't be like a lot of churches have been known to do. Just do it and then ask the Lord and, the, and everybody else to forgive you. But we can't do that. We got to do it right. Amen. So let's pray over this offering. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege we have to sow seed into the kingdom of God. Lord, I, I honor you and love you and praise you and thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you for each and every one. As each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And Lord, we just thank you for increase. We thank you, Father God, that we have an abundant supply. Hallelujah. To just continue to do the things that you want us to do. Lord, I thank you for that. And I just praise you for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. Hallelujah. 
Anyways, uh, I do, I'm, I'm going to do the announcements. There isn't very many, except for if you guys are all in the School of the Bible and you didn't get a, a book because we ran out, we, we you know, we had, uh, you know, so many sign up, we, we ordered 70 and then all of a sudden you guys all decided to come and then you decided, more of you decided to come. So it made for a little bit crazy back there. You thought if you signed up for the class, you signed up for a book. That was not true. You had to sign up for the book. Um, so, so we, we did sell you mine and Leticia's and Greg's and everybody else's that we had, okay? Because uh, we can get some more. We're going to order more. So we need to know that. You need to go talk to Leticia after service here. And if you didn't get a book, you want to give a, you know, they're $5 and we will, we will get you a book to you, okay? And if you want any of it, because it's really good to have it, okay? It's a good thing. And we want all of you to come. It's a, had a great class. And I know Pastor Pamela is studying. I mean, she's putting in hours and hours and hours. Uh, I mean, hours and hours and hours, okay? Uh, you know, so she's, she's, it's going to be, you're going to get so much information, so much uh, knowledge. It's going to be a tremendous blessing for it, uh, for you. So it'd be really, really cool. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And one of the things, too, I want you to save the date. In, in two weeks, we're having a gentleman by the name of Joe Morris come. And uh, Joe Morris is a really cool guy. He's, uh, he's been here before many, many years ago. But God is, God is just having him do some things. He actually has a thing called uh, um, End of Days Update that he does every Wednesday. He's very, very knowledgeable on things, especially on the end times. And so he's going to come. He's going to share along those lines of the end time. We're actually going to do a uh, seminar on Saturday morning from 9 to 12. We'll have food, obviously. We always have food at everything we do. But uh, coffee, food, which is a great thing. Amen. But, uh, uh, and he's going to share, and then he's going, he's going to preach on, on the 16th. And, uh, uh, but he just has a wealth of knowledge. He's very, he wrote a book uh, just about signs, and, and there's like 80-some signs, or maybe more than that, of signs uh, about the end times and what happened and what God's done. And so the key is, the reason that I really, really wanted him to come was to just get us to know that we're, we're in the two-minute drill. Now, the, if we've been in the last days since the day of Pentecost, which is 2,000 years ago, okay? So it, the last two minutes could last a while. How many of you ever watched the last two minutes of a football game can go forever? <laughs> Golly, they stopped the clock on everything. Or the last two minutes of a basketball, I mean, it goes forever. I love that. Everybody else hates that, but it's because I played sports, and so I understand the whole process of that, you know? Uh, so, you know, it, it's the key is, is that God's allowed to call timeouts, you know that? He's allowed to say, we're going to hold back some things here. We're going to start. So, but it's good to know what's going on, what's been happening, what's taking place. You know, one of the biggest things, people say, why are we so ex- accelerated of that now? The biggest reason we're accelerated of that now, the biggest reason we're accelerated now is because of two things that the Bible says has to happen. And it said that that generation will not pass away. Now, that's the biggest wars. How, how long is a generation? Is it 40? Is it 60? Is it 80? Or is it 120? You know, now we can all look and see. But in 1948, Israel became a nation. In 1968, Jerusalem was won back. The Bible says when those two things happen, that generation will not pass away till Jesus comes back. And we're in that generation, okay? So if you think it's 80 years, that means 2028 is the end of 80 years, Okay. If you think it's 120, then all of the rest of you know, the only ones will be here with you guys. Hallelujah, and you take care of it, okay? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. 
most of the rest of us know. Uh, but you need to know that. You need to understand that. And there's, there's things that take place. But if God wants to do what God wants to do, living our life in light of Jesus coming back is so great. Because all that does is get you to live your life ready. Amen. Amen. And you're ready. You're ready to run your route. You're ready to receive the ball. You're ready to win the game. You're ready to do whatever God's called you to do. Amen? Amen. And, and that's our heart. That's what we want to do. So, so I want you to save that date. That's coming in two weeks. And that will be a tremendous, tremendous blessing. And he'll be here. And he's, like I said, he's really, really knowledgeable. Uh, and, and you'll be blessed. I have his book. I'm reading it, looking at it. And uh, uh, it's a blessing. It just gives us a, a wealth of information of what has already happened. These are just the signs that have already happened of what, you know, God said was going to take place. So it's good things. Amen? Amen. You know, today's another special day because it's Ryan and Anna Heinrich's 18th wedding anniversary. And they are, they are two very, very precious, very dear, dear people to me. I, loved, I actually got the, the joy of performing their wedding ceremony 18 years ago. They're getting old. Golly. <laughs> Bless their hearts, but <laughs> no, they're not. They're, Ryan, Ryan and Anna have been so precious. I mean, I met Anna when she was, what, 13? 13. 13. She's precious. And uh, glory to God. And they're still two beautiful, beautiful people. I, I, I really appreciate them. They're, they're blessings to me. So, uh, and they're here in church on their anniversary. I think that's pretty cool. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> glory to God. You know, and there's another couple here. They were supposed to go away for his wife's birthday. And they said, we can't go away. We have class day. We have church. We're going to go away after church. I said, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4. We're going to continue on resist. Resist. And I am going to shorten my sermons now to 30 minutes and, uh, because you've already been here for an hour. and think, No, I really do. I want to do that. I, I, was, I was praying about what the Lord, when we made all these changes. Um, and you know, you know, to shorten your sermon, you got you to study longer. You got to study hard. Do you do, to, to get your lesson of what you want to get across, you got to get rid of all the fluff. You got to throw it out. You gotta get, you know, you guys gotta have one main story, one thing. Gotta, I was trying to, can, you guys realize I got nine pages of notes, and, and I've taught three sermons on this, and we're on page two. <laughs> you gotta listen a little faster. That's why I'm thinking, oh man, they, they're ready now because they, they got the word in them. They're good. They're gonna listen faster so we can go a little faster. No, I want to get it in you. The word I got so, so wonderful, and I, I really believe this particular thing is something that we've got to know, we've got to take hold of, because we've got to be the ones that uh, bring back the king, but we've also got to be the ones that win the world, that uh, win as many people as we can to Jesus, let them know the truth that's, that's in us, let God you know, uh, touch their lives, and we've got to know how to resist the enemy. See, your faith works for things, but it also works against things. And the Bible talks about using your faith against things more than it talks about using your faith for things. Did you know that? It talks about using your faith against the evil. It talks about using your faith against Satan. It talks about resisting fear, resisting doubt, resisting unbelief, resisting discouragement, resisting depression. Amen. You've got to come against what the enemy is doing. You've got to take authority of a word spoken over you. 
See, Isaiah 57, you know, or 54, 17 says, you know, that uh, no weapon formed against us can prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you have to condemn it. You have to take authority over it. Amen. And the Bible says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith God. Amen. Isn't that awesome? God says, I'll back you. I'm going to back you up. But you've got to take authority of it. How many know there are so many words being spoken? So many crazy things in the world today that everybody, I mean, people are just saying whatever. There's no filters except for they're trying to filter you from speaking the truth. But there's no filters out there. I mean, it's sad. It's amazing what they think they can do. Here in James chapter 4, notice what he said. He says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, uh, verse, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. One of the things about it is, is that we've got to be careful. How many of you know we've got to be careful not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think? Notice that he said there, the very first thing he said, therefore he says, God resists the proud. I remember praying and reading, looking at, I remember doing some things and, and the Lord just spoke to me. He said, what do you do when I'm your enemy? What do you do when God's your enemy? See, when you get proud and you have pride, God said he resists the proud. Isn't, that, isn't there six things that God hates? Seven is an abomination in the Bible. Do you know what one of those things is? Proud look. One of those things that God hates is a proud look. Because see, pride, but now understand this. I never, I, you know, I grew up with a lot of self-esteem. And I grew up uh, just believing in myself and believing that I could do or whatever I needed to do. But, uh, and, and so... I didn't know that I had. I mean, I had a lot of pride in, in things. I had pride in my work. I had pride in things. But it didn't come down to where I thought I was any better than anybody else. But I just thought, I'm going to get this. And what happened was, as I brought it over in and saying, God, this is how great, this is such a great idea that even you'll like this. <laughs> and so pride kind of got into uh, some things there. And so I learned how to. I learned how to not be prideful. And the only way to not be prideful is to repent. That's the only thing that can get you out. You can't get out any other way. You got to see, because when God's your enemy, what do you do? You repent and you say, I lose. Amen. You know, God says, hey, you need to do this because it's the only way out. You know, he told us, he said, if we want to be the greatest, you know, uh, to be the greatest among us, what did he tell? Remember the disciples? Remember when they're doing that story? Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to be the greatest? Who do you think is going to be the greatest? And they're arguing among themselves who's going to be the greatest. Remember Jesus says, hey, what are you guys talking about? He caught him. <laughs> and nobody said anything. Nobody was like, ah, I got to say that. What are they going to do? Nobody's going to say anything. He said, you know, if you want to be the greatest among you, must be the, the biggest servant. Matthew 23, 11 and 12 says, Yet the greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Amen? That's, that's the biggest thing that we have to do, is we have to guard against thinking, because, see, when you know the truth, you can have a tendency to act a little more better than you think you should. 
Listen, as the body of Christ, we know the truth. We know the right and wrong. And we need to reach out in love and we need to reach out in care. We don't need to reach out in arrogancy, but we do need to stand strong. We don't need to bow down to anybody. Amen? Because you remember, also remember Jesus said, he's, he's, he's doing an example for his, for his, his disciples there and everything, and he's, they're in the temple, and the Pharisee comes in, and he's praying, and then there's this you know, publican or sinner over here in the corner, and the publican sinner, he's like, he just smokes us, he says, God, forgive me, you have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. And what is the, what is the Pharisee doing? The Pharisee saying, I'm so glad I'm not like this guy over here. I, I do this. I pay my tithes, I go to church, I come all the time, I do all these things. He's just bragging about all of his stuff. And then he, and then, and then you know, the sinner just says, hey, here am I, you know. And Jesus said, he's going away justified, the sinner is. The other guy, he's just, he just talking to himself. <laughs> he's just over there talking to himself. <laughs> Amen. And we've got to grab a, but see, when you humble yourself, you exalt yourself. And that's where power comes. Do you know that in humility becomes power? Amen? There's a really unique scripture that's here, and it's in the New Living Trend. Proverbs 29, 23 says this. Pride ends in humiliation, but humility will bring honor. That's how you know, because you bring honor. How many know that we have a society that's without honor? We really do. And how you know the reason we do is because we have a society that really doesn't believe anything. They can be swayed by all kinds of things. They don't have because they don't think there's an absolute truth. And we found out there is an absolute truth. It's the word of God. Amen. We've found that out. That's why when you realize that, okay, how do we deal with it? You know, we talked when when 2020 hit, we talked a lot about fear. Because, man, everybody got afraid. We all did. We were thinking, oh, my gosh, how can we do this? And, 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 and when, when this you know, uh, sickness hit everybody, it caused a lot of alarms, and, a lot, and people died from it, and things that took place. And we had to take authority over things, and we had to stand our ground. But uh, uh, and so it brought a lot of fear. It still brings a lot of fear. And yet God says we're not supposed to have fear. Right. Amen? Right. See, see, one of the big things, but see... You know what motivates fear is unbelief. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Doubt and unbelief is what brings great fear. Because when you don't know, if you don't have the unknown, brings fear. Did you know there's two kinds of doubt that the Bible talks about? In the, it talks about it in the Bible. One is doubt because you just have lack of knowledge. You just don't know. And did you know, realize that? What is the answer for that one? Knowledge. Knowing the truth. When you know the truth, what does it do? It sets you free. When you have knowledge, it brings, when you know something, it's not going to bother you. If you know that when you jump out, you can actually grab that. You know, we, we, did, a, we did a leap of faith one time. We took our staff and we were doing staff building. That was back when we were trying to do all these staff building. So we did this ropes course way up high. And then we did a leap of faith. And there was a, a rope, a, a, like a trapeze thing. You had to jump from here to there and grab it. But you're like 35 feet in the air. And you had to know, can I do that? I mean, it's 10 feet out there. And you're thinking, can we do those things? Now, I'm the only one that did it because I'm the only one crazy enough to do it. (laughs) But I was leading, you know. The the key is to know that you can do something, then you have faith to be able to do it. Amen? You have knowledge. See, his faith begins where the will of God is known and understanding of those things there. 
once we grab a hold of this, why is it so important? To because doubt is what's robbing people from so many things. But all this is getting knowledge. But there's the other side of the doubt, which is in the body of Christ. See, the world doesn't know. Hallelujah. They just don't, they don't know enough yet. They need to know the word of God. But in the body of Christ, we know too much. We know that, hey, I tried that and it didn't work. Y'all doing okay? See, the other word for doubt in the word of God, not just this one doubt, which is just I don't know something. This other one is, is that mm, you're not persuading me to do that. It's called unpersuadableness. It's what the children of Israel had because they wouldn't go into the promised land, didn't believe that God could do what he was doing, even though God was sustaining them, God was doing miracles every day, God was feeding them, God was taking care of them, they had perfect air conditioning, it never got hot, it was perfect, had a cloud by day, fire by night, everything was cool, their clothes didn't even wear out, I mean, they, had, they didn't have to do anything, everything was provided, and they were unpersuaded to go in and take the land. Uh, Unpersuaded, except the two guys that went in, you know, they came with a good report. But they, they believed the other 10 with the bad report. Amen? We look at the word of God and we see this and we say, why is that? <laughs> because unbelief because of unpersuadableness just means we flat don't want to do what God wants us to do. Because we know to do good. The Bible says if you know to do good and don't do it, that's sin. You get in trouble about those things there. We need to grab a hold of this. So, well, how do you change that one? The only change for that one is obedience. So he says, well, what if you did do? You always believe and I was believing. It didn't come to pass. I say, yeah, then you just keep going because if the word of God says you're supposed to have it, you just don't know enough yet. Just keep learning, growing, knowing, and just keep putting it into practice and you'll watch God bring it to pass. You just keep doing what the word of God says and it brings it to pass because these two things is what causes fear. And fear is the most powerful thing that the enemy had. Fear brought a whole world closed, shut down the whole world because of fear. The whole world shut down. So the whole world can be shut down. Hallelujah. Do you know the whole world's going to get shut down because of the fear of God one day? Thank God we're supposed to have a fear of God. And you know why the world got shut down? Because people didn't have a fear of God. They had a fear of dying and they had the fear of sickness. And how do we deal with things? How do we handle that? How do we look at this? I mean, what, you know, fear, fear has two components to it in the sense it either makes you paralyzed like the, like the deer in the headlights. You say, why doesn't the deer get out of the way? It's fast. Deers can jump six to eight feet. They can jump over the cars. Why do they just stare at the headlight and get hit? That's crazy. Right? Because they panic and they give it. They have panic or paralysis. It, a lack of knowledge, absolutely. <laughs> but the, in, in that. But see, we do. We do one of two things. We allow fear that's coming, and God told us not to have fear. And, and what we need to understand, too, is that why is fear so powerful, too, is because fear activates the devil like faith activates God. But we also need to know that the Bible calls fear, fear a spirit. We need to know that. We have to know how to resist. Listen. Folks, let me just share with you. I don't know about all the things that are taking place. All I do know is the church is going to get brighter and brighter. But the reason the church is going to get brighter and brighter is because we're going to have more and more persecution. And we're going to have to stand strong and see God do great things in our lives. Amen. It means we can't be afraid to declare truth. We can't be afraid to just let the world run rampant. 
Amen. We've got to take hold of this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, and, and resist it. We've got to resist doubt. We've got to resist unbelief. I always used to share this. Is that I heard a minister say this one time. Listen, you need to doubt your doubts. You need to just doubt your doubts. And, and you need to take hold. So that all of a sudden you had this thought of, oh, I don't know if I believe that. I can't believe that thought even came. Man, I... I believe. I'm a believer. That's what I do. I believe. I believe the word. I see it in the word of God. And instead of doubting, God does great things. How did he, we, take, we exchange what God's word says. And we allow God's word to change us. Amen? We allow God's word, hallelujah, to not give us this sense of panic, this sense of pride. Say, no, no, I know what to do because I have an unction from the Holy One. I know all things. Amen? I'm going to walk in the truth of the word of God. I'm going to receive what God has. Why does the devil want to keep you in fear? Because he wants to neutralize the power of God in you. You know, First Peter said that, that the very nature of God was given to you, and there was great and precious promises that we can partake of God's divine nature. God's presence, God's spirit lives and dwells on the inside of him. Fear cannot stay. Amen? Now, now go with me if you will. We're gonna, I just feel impressed. I wasn't going to go there, but go to First John. Hallelujah. Sorry, note person. Uh, we're not doing that one. I, I did give it to him. I gave him a whole set. I gave him redo it. I, I, I promise I did. I was trying. I'm trying. And I've got things here. So, hallelujah. But aren't you glad God loves us enough to tell us the truth? Amen. Hallelujah. Look what he says here in verse 16. 1 John 4, 16 says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. Man, I wish people would get a hold of that. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment or the day of crisis. Because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. Amen? Which simply means, so I said, well, that sounds real flowery. That sounds good. No, you can. You can tell yourself, no, I, I take authority of fear. I'm not going to be afraid. God, you're greater than this. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. See, the devil's goal is really not to, uh, you know, I- even if he's not like coming against you in one thing, what he wants to do is get you to do nothing. Because if he can get you to do nothing, he's got his folks planned so that they will do something. They're driven. Now, we're led. We're supposed to be led, so we're supposed to do what God's speaking to our But the enemy wants us to just get us to not to do anything because, it, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to happen. You say, no, thank God for the word of God. Thank God I believe that what it says, that's where faith comes in. See, he's always trying to get you. And what does he really do? He's always trying to trap you and to get you into a thing called indecision. Man, it's so shocking how people can't make decisions nowadays. But what if, I don't, so, why, just do it. You know, let's look at this, pros and cons, let's look at this, let's look at naturally, this is going to be, a, it's, a, it's a blessing. But I've had people contact me and say, I just don't know, let me, and I don't want to make the decision for them, I want to get the decision out of them. But man, lately it's been just so hard to say, okay, I realize you can't see this, you can't do this, but this is what you need to do. <laughs> let's do this, you know. And if it doesn't work, I'll just reimburse you. You got this? It's always worked out, so it's good. You know, you just, you see it. You say, hey, let's do this. Because the enemy wants to stop you from growing. How much has the enemy wanted to stop us from living? 
stop us from our future. Do you know our future is bright? Our future is awesome as the church. Yes, there's wars. There's rumors of wars. There's all kind of things happening. Yeah, but the church, we have been called into the kingdom for such a time to see lives changed, to reach it, and see people born into the kingdom of God, to see the healing power of God, the, 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 the delivering power of God, the anointing of God that breaks the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. And I mean, no, helping people get, not be discouraged, not, not be downtrodden, but give life to them. Let them get a hold of life. Amen. And we ought to be more full of life, more excited now because Jesus is coming. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I mean, we need to be constantly singing the praises of God. Hallelujah. See, because I wrote this down. You know, it's actually 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 is where that particular passage is about being a divine, partakers of his divine nature. But I wrote this down. Because the Lord spoke to my heart about, you know, the nature of God will create a burning desire within you to see people set free from Satan's bondage or Satan's attack. I hate when the the devil tries to attack people. Hallelujah. It'll also draw you into this relationship with God, into a deep relationship with him. Hallelujah. So that you can be, that you and I can be a channel of his love and power. See, the problem is everybody wants to do it by themselves. We don't do it by ourselves. God does it. That's why it's easy not to get into pride when you know you're not the one doing it. God's doing it through you. If you've ever been truly used by God, then you really know it's not you. (laughs) You know, you didn't have hardly anything to do with it except God used you as a vessel. He just ran some water through you, hallelujah, and let you just bring thirsty, bring water to a a dry and thirsty place. God just used it, and you're just like, oh, wow. People think you're great, but you know better. You know that God did it. God's amazing. God does these things here, hallelujah. And see, here's the thing. The more we enter into the presence of God and partake of his divine nature through the word of God, then the more we become repellent to evil. And to corruption. Disease can't stay in our presence. Depression can't function around us. Stress and strife are replaced by God's nature and his love and his kindness. Hallelujah. We become a beacon of God's peacefulness, his nature. Hallelujah. And then people, they begin to run to us because all of a sudden we're a refreshing. We're not a drawing, drawing out of them. We're a refreshing. We're a well when they need it. Amen? Because we're taking sides together with God's attitude. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're taking sides with him. Go with me, if you would, to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. I'm going to give you... Listen, if you'll, if you'll read Psalms 34, and uh, I'm going to read it to you a little bit out of the King James, but I'm actually going to read it to you out of the New Living. I wrote it down. I liked it a little bit better, and uh, what it said. But, but it, it's good in any... It's good in any, uh, you know, translation, because translations are good. Hallelujah, but uh, he said this in verse 1 of Psalms 34 in the King James. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The New Living Translation says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly seek or speak his praises. Amen. Verse 2 in the King James says, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. The New Living says, I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Then I'm going to keep reading the New Living. It says, Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. 
Let us exalt his name together. Amen. And it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Isn't that a great thing? And then it says, he freed me from all my fears. So it says, well, aren't you afraid of anything? No, we're not supposed to be. Now, that doesn't mean I don't go out here on the highway and jump out in front of a truck. I have sense enough to know that that's not a good thing to do. I have sense enough to know not to get off on top of the building and jump off. Amen. We understand the laws that govern things, but what I mean is I say, you're not afraid. No, I'm not going to allow the enemy. I'm not going to let fear. Does fear try to come? Always. One of the biggest things is the fear of lack. The fear of not having enough. Amen. That's one of the biggest keys. It's one of the biggest things where the enemy, you know, always does. And that, that I can, that's my biggest fear. It, the devil, and I say that in the natural, that's what he always tries to use in my life. That's the biggest thing. Whenever finances are doing or whatever, you know, someone says, well, how do you combat that when it looks like everything's gone? You know, it looks like it's going down. You're not going to have enough. Well, the only way I know to combat that, the only way for me, that's may not for you, but for me, the only way I know is I just go give more. <laughs> I've had three times in my life where he just was bombarding me. So I emptied my checking account three times just because. See, that scares everybody. I tell you, that's me. I'm telling you to do that. You guys, I didn't say do that, okay? Don't take this and do this. Get this part, okay? You don't do that unless God tells you or you're desperate. Amen. So I said, well, what happened? I'm still here. That's all I know. When the devil says you can't, I say, yes, I can. Amen. I don't ever let that. See, that's how I beat that. He says, well, does he? Yeah, he always tries to come back. He always tries to come back. You do this, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, you're just seeing goes boom, 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 boom. You just kind of go, hey. And I say, well, devil, guess what? You're not going to stop. You're not going to let anything stop. Nothing's going to hinder my giving. Nothing's going to stop. Because that's the only way he does. You know? That's the only thing he tries to bombard my mind with about this. Well, hey, how come this? No, I just thank God for what God's word says. All I know is the Bible says you sow, you reap. The Bible says it's the liberal that are made fat. I go all all these. I say, so we're just going to go for it. And God always comes through. He always does. Amen. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Y'all smiling this morning? Those that look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean we don't have tests and trials. It just simply means we look to him for our help. It says, in my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Hallelujah. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds me and defends all who fear him. He goes on to say, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And I'm going to read one more thing. And oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Hallelujah. God's going to supply all of our needs. Why? Because we're honoring him. Many people say, well, how do you deal with fear of of these things? Well, number one, you get the word of God on it because that dispels it. Number two is you let the love of God love you. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you so that you can boldly say the Lord is your helper. 
And you don't have to fear what man can do unto you. See, God's heart. But we've got to come against doubt. We've got to come against unbelief. And we've got to come against fear. See, because we're going to hear things and we're going to see that. And our brains have been so brainwashed with all the things that are around us that we want to look at things logically. We want to look at things instead of believing what the Word of God says. Because God said he would do it. Listen, folks, seriously, the Word of God declares that the church is going to get bright. The Word of God says he'll never leave us. The Word of God says he's going to always meet and supply our need. But we've got to do what God's Word says. Amen? We've got to be obedient to the things of God. People want to do their own things. See, see, you can be just as proud saying, well, I don't care what God says. I'm going to do what I want to do because, you know, I don't think God's going to help me. Amen. We see that all the time. We see that's what, that's what the Bible, everybody's like, well, I'm going to do this. I got to do this. You know, the Bible helps, you know, they think the Bible says the Lord helps those who help themselves. It's, that's not really in the scriptures, but God does want us to work so we don't work, we don't eat. But God's, God's heart is, is that he wants us to be workers together with him. Workers together with him and allow God to be God in our lives. We have to stand our ground. We have to take hold of the word of God. And we have to believe that what God's word... See, why do we go out and compel people? Why do we go out and tell people about Jesus? Because we know there's a heaven and we know there's a hell. People don't want to believe that. I mean, you go out in the world, most, most people in the world don't believe there's a hell. They believe they're living in it right now, but this is not even close to what it's going to be and what it is there. No, there's a heaven to gain and there's, there's a hell to shun, and we just tell them the truth, but we tell them that God loves them. God doesn't want them to go there, but you have to believe. You know, because the biggest thing is to be these questions, you know, why would a loving God send people to hell? Do you know that, listen to me, God has never sent one person to hell except for the devil, and really God didn't send him, he sent himself. He got in pride, and he said, I'm going to exalt Micah. I'm going to be greater than God. I'm going to do everything. And he, and he deceived one-third of the angels. So don't think you're smarter than him. If he can deceive the angels in a perfect state, you in your lousy state, he can deceive you. Okay? Hallelujah. That's why we need the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Why we need to continue. And if you've been deceived, you just read, thank God we get the forgiveness, we get repentance, we get to take hold of God's Word. But all we can do is share the truth. And let everybody else do their own believing about that. And tell them the truth. And they can get mad. They can get upset. It doesn't matter. You said, well, it's the truth. And people, well, you just think, no. Here's what the word of God says. I'm going by the way. It's because Jesus said it. It's like the movie that we did Friday night. It's because Jesus said, don't steal. It's because Jesus and the word of God, which is Jesus is the word. So Jesus said, don't lie. Jesus, you know, and the word tells us we're supposed to honor our mother and father, we're supposed to honor those around. The Bible tells us these things. It tells us what to do, tells us what not to do. Why? Because Jesus is the one that God, and the word of God is what works. Amen? Amen. That's what we need to understand. And when doubt comes, you need to doubt your doubts. And unbelief is, is, is farther down. It goes from doubt to unbelief to fear. And don't get over into the unbelief about being unpersuadable. I'm just not going to believe. I'm not going to do this because we need to do it. Amen? We've got to take hold of the word of God and we've got to, and we've got to resist against it. And the key to it is don't resist God's love. Resist the temptation to say it can't be that easy. It can't be that, that, that way. Or resist the temptation to think, well, I just don't know. Take hold of the word of God. Say, Lord, I just believe this. I believe this even though my mind is telling me it's crazy. See, because everybody's trying to grasp all the realities with their minds. 
instead of grabbing it with your heart. You'll never understand God in your head. You're only going to understand God in your heart. See, many Christians, what many Christians think they do, they think they're real smart, they're real great. No, it's because you received him in your heart and God renewed your mind. But without the renewing of your mind, you'll never receive, you'll never understand God in your head. And even there's still now, my mind's been renewed. I've been reading the Bible for years and years and years. And there's still things that God does and I'm going, okay. Okay. Don't understand that, but I'm going to trust you. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. We glorify your name. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Lord, I thank you. I don't know everybody here under the sound of my voice this morning, Father. People have been invited. People are here. It, the new people have come. It's so precious. And I'm sharing with the body of Christ and about how we can do this. But Father, if they don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, then if they've never made that commitment, if they've never believed in their heart and confessed with their mouth, the Lord Jesus is being their Savior, Father, then they're not going to have an understanding. They're not going to have an understanding of what I'm talking about, how to resist. They're not going to be able to resist how to do what the enemy is doing. So, Father, right now, as our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, if there's anybody here that needs to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, they know their hearts. Do they, do they believe in their, in their heart that Jesus Christ is real? But, Father, it's not enough to believe in their hearts. They've got to say it out of their mouth. They've got to acknowledge his lordship. Because the Bible says that we believe in our heart. If anyone would believe in their heart, hallelujah, that, that Jesus came, that he died, that he was raised from the dead, hallelujah, and they would confess him as their Lord and Savior, they would be saved. Because it says that with the heart we believe unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, which is being saved, which is being born again, which is giving our lives to you and saying, Lord, I don't understand. I don't know all things. I trust you. I do know this. I'm lost and I want to be found. I'm blind, but I want to see. So if you're here this morning and you need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, you know, that's the number one thing. That's the number one thing. But it, it takes faith. It takes to believe it. Somebody told me one time, I led them in, in the prayer. They said, it, it can't be that simple. I said, it is if you believe in it. Now, it's simple to receive. It's simple to get into the, the body of Christ. How do you, a little bit different to walk it out. But if you're here and you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, because today's the day of salvation. Today is that day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you want to be born again, you want to accept Jesus, then just raise your hand real high so I can see it. Because you're not acknowledging to me. You're acknowledging to God saying, God, here am I. Here am I. I see those three hands. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to join those? You know, it's important to understand of how important it is to love Jesus with all your heart. Mm. And if you're watching that's my heart's cry. That is why we're still here. It's because God wants the harvest. It's the precious fruit of the earth. That's why he hasn't taken the church up. He wants the precious fruit of the earth. Hallelujah. Now, we had three raised their hand. And the way to do this is just to believe in our heart and confess with the mass. So we're going to say this prayer. And all of us, I'm going to have all of us say it together. And the reason I do that in one sense of the word is because Something happens on the inside of you when you make, you declare your lordship of Jesus Christ, even if you're born again. 
because you're just renewing that thing. So let's say this together. And those of you that raised your hand or you should have raised your hand, you say this from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. And I receive him right now as my Lord and my Savior because I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord, my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me of all my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. Amen and amen. And now, Lord, not only do I pray for those, but I pray for every person here at Harvest Bible Church. Father, you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this, and you've called us here from this moment to move forward. And Father, you said, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So we thank you that the greater one lives on the inside of us. We thank you for that anointing, that power. We thank you for the spirit of the living God. And so, Lord, you said that we are well able to overcome all things. And Father, thank you that you're going to order our steps so that we can share the love of Jesus with each and every person we come in contact with. Father, that's my heart's desire, that all Christians would know how much you love them so it would dispel all fear. Not that we walk around prideful, but we do walk around with an anointing and with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we do walk around with an assurance of knowing who our God is, that he's alive. He's alive. We serve a risen Savior. Lord, thank you and praise you. Thank you, Father God. This is the best day of our lives. And we're going to move forward in the things that you have. Lord, be magnified and glorified as we leave this place. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen and amen.